Are you on the terrorists' watch pyramid? Probably. Everybody is. No cell phones in school. Not a bad idea. And aliens! Yes! We're going to talk about aliens also tonight. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Thursday. It is Thursday. We are back. Yes, I'm wearing my Woodstock and Snoopy shirt tonight. I don't know why. I just felt like a Woodstock Snoopy kind of night. <laughs> hey, Blackout Coffee. You want to check them out. They're one of our great sponsors here. Blackout Coffee cares about two things. Our all-American conservative principles, which is a big reason to support them, and making an incredibly good cup of coffee. Check it out, the best coffee, and use our link in the show notes to get a special deal and promo code J20 at checkout for 20% off your first order. All right, let's get right into it. We had a big night tonight. It's time for the Miko update. Mm -mm. She is doing great, and she had an amazing day today. These were taken just about mm, maybe four or five hours ago, three, four hours ago. We went to Odessa Park City, which is a great dog park. Well, it's a huge park, but dogs of all kinds are welcome. And so there she is. No, she's not pooping or peeing. I know that's what it looks like. It's not. She met a whole bunch of really cool uh, friends, made a whole bunch of new friends at the Dessa Park City. I posted a ton of pictures on my, uh, yeah, everybody seems to be getting familiar with Miko in the same way, if you know what I mean. Uh, (laughs) There was a little poodle. There was a couple of big standard poodles. They're huge. You don't see too many of those around. A couple of great, adorable, very young little um, uh, golden retrievers. And it was, yeah, it was amazing. And and there you go again. Dogs have the weirdest way of saying hello. And check this out. One of the trees there had these purple flowers and it had just dropped them all. And uh, yeah, look at that. What a great shot. That's uh, Miko out in the purple flower field. Very nice. And uh, again, with more of her friends walking down the sidewalk. There you go. She's doing great. Had a really good day today, and uh, we all did. In fact, we had a great time at Des Park City. Always a good time there, hanging out with the gang. Our Miko update brought to you by BarkBox.com slash Miko. Use that link. If you sign up for a multi-month subscription, you get a month free, absolutely free month for you. And BarkBox is a monthly box of themed goodies sent right to your door when you order. And inside, you'll find two toys, two bags of treats, and a dog chew every month. Your dogs will love it. There's a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll make it right if you're ever not happy with anything. And like I said, multi-month subscription, you'll get this amazing offer. You get a month absolutely free when you go to BarkBox.com slash Miko. M-I-K-O. That's our special link there. All right. Shall we? Are you on the pyramid? You know, we got all kinds of pyramids. You have health pyramids, pyramid of needs, pyramids of, uh, you know, whatever your uh, whatever your health is. Anyway, there is another pyramid that DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, is using. And the chances are you're on it. You won't believe who is on it. The link to the Washington Examiner story is in our show notes. The DHS is using terrorism prevention program to fund group linking the GOP to white supremacists. The Department of Homeland Security used an anti-terror program to fund a media literacy initiative which links religious and conservative groups to neo-Nazis and white supremacists. According to documents, they accepted a $350 over $1,000 grant application under the Targeted Violence and Terrorism Prevention Grant Program for the University of Dayton to look into raising societal awareness media literacy 
and online critical thinking initiatives. Hmm. Dayton's grant application looked to fund their Preventing Radicalization to Extremist Violence Through Education, Network Building, and Training. Uh, it's a project which has goals to prevent domestic violence extremism in southwest Ohio. Prevention tactics include developing awareness about <laughs> these freaking people. Factors for radicalization to violence related to media literacy and online critical thinking for students. There is a pyramid they've come out with of terrorist organizations and people to watch. Take a look at this. It's an astonishing finding, Maria. We, there, there's a program called the Targeted Violence and Terrorism uh, Prevention Grant Program. This is supposed to find uh, domestic terrorists in America. It was started by Obama that was concerned by Republicans that it would be weaponized against Republicans and conservatives. Trump put, put the kibosh on it. It's come back now with Joe Biden. You have that pyramid. Where's that pyramid coming from? There are 80 recipients of money so far. They've received $40 million in grants. We've done FOIAs on 31 of them. The University of Dayton, none of them have wanted to respond. Here we go again. Recipients of public money won't tell the public what their money is for. We, the, the University of Dayton wouldn't give it to us. We found the documents. Anyway, look at that pyramid. This was a conference in December of 2021. In the first la la layer, you've got Heritage, you've got, the, uh, Bright you've got Fox News, you've got Christian Broadcasting, you've got the Republican National Committee. Already you've got more than half of America is hmm. on the list. The second level torques it up. More dangerous groups, Turning Point USA, Tea Party Patriots, Prager U, Breitbart, that American conservative unit. Then the third level is pro-Nazi organizations. And the top one is militant Nazi organizations. So there you go, the pyramid, showing the progression of domestic terrorism. But listen to this. I want you to hear this, what, what, what they were actually doing in this conference. One speaker was associating Ron DeSantis with the Holocaust. Unbelievable. One speaker was associating Donald Trump with Pol Pot, the, the uh, uh, genocide guy. One speaker did this. He advocated programs to deny people to shut down their websites, to close their meetings, and to physically prevent them from assembling in public. Unbelievable. Fox News, Christian Broadcasting Network, the Heritage Foundation, the Republican National Committee, and the NRA, all on that pyramid. These people have lost it. Something needs to be done to stop these idiots. This is insane. There is more in that article. I encourage you to read it, share it, get the word out there. It's beyond the pale. It is in freaking sane what these people are doing. Unbelievable. All right. Are you ready for a new drug not invented by humans? Here we go. Here we go. Can't say I didn't warn you. The first ever drug that was designed by AI. Not kidding. It is now being tested on humans with chronic lung disease. This drug was designed by artificial intelligence. Starts its human clinical trials. In Silico Medicine, a biotechnology company dedicated to Quoting, transforming drug discovery and development with artificial intelligence software. Announced yesterday, the first ever AI discovered, AI designed drug is now being tested on human volunteers. The drug is currently being referred to by some odd number name, INS 018055. 
It's entered phase two clinical trials to treat idiopathetic pulmonary fibrosis, which is a chronic lung disease that can cause progressively debilitating breathing problems. 12-week trial, drugs administered orally to candidates, and they will evaluate the drug's safety, tolerability, and efficacy. Currently, two treatment options for IPF, neither of which uh, slow gradually worsening symptoms, nor do they reverse any damage or stop the progression of the disease. There are very few options, they say, for people with this terrible condition. And the prognosis is poor. Most will die between two to five years of diagnosis. Our initial studies indicate this drug has the potential to address some of the limitations of the current therapies. It was invented by AI. Are you ready for that? And then if... AI decides you're the carbon they want to get rid of. They can just, what, change up your medication? I know that's a little tin hat, tin foil hat e, but, hey, stranger things have happened. Don't, don't take it off the table. Don't think it's not possible, because it is. <clears throat> you know, yesterday on our show, we did almost uh, a full half an hour talking about some of the stuff that was going on <clears throat> with the sale of children, both in sex slavery and labor, uh, and just the amount of missing kids around the world. Chip Roy, who is an incredible representative, and he takes no crap from anybody. He went off on some of these missing kids in Congress. Take a listen. I just wanted to play this clip for you because, man... Mr. Roy doesn't pull any punches. Take a listen. 85,000 kids they can't find. What in the world? It's the New York Times. It's not Fox News. And we're sitting here talking about a fiction. A fiction of saying there's an infant rolling through somewhere outside of Eagle Pass right now, begging to claim asylum. The infant is not doing that. This is absurd. You know it's absurd. We have, led, we have language here put forward in good faith, trying to figure out how to stop what I see in this chart behind me, where unaccompanied children are spiking through the roof, have been doing so since Democrats have been in charge of the administration. The only blip is when you had a Republican in charge. You had kids on top of train cars uh, getting abused by cartels. You've got numbers spiking through the roof since President Biden has been in office. And all we want to simply do is say we want to get them home to their families. We want to get them to a place where they can go to a port of entry so we can take care of them. And we're being treated by my colleagues on the other side of the aisle with where are the thousand that aren't being reunified? Well, go find the 85,000 that we don't even know where the hell they are under the Biden administration. There you go. <clears throat> love this guy. Love what he says. Love what he stands for. Unbelievable. Representative Chip Roy pulls no punches and neither should he. Man. All right. Let us move on over to tell you about the best small batch coffee you can find on the planet. They are one of our sponsors. Just give us a minute here to tell you about this. And that would be Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee, including a Dan Bongino blend, by the way, at Blackout. Seriously, they have a Dan Bongino blend. So there you go. <laughs> Blackout Coffee is hands down the best coffee you will ever taste. It is absolutely amazing. It is fresh roasted beans delivered right to your door. They were founded. Here's the most important part. This company was founded on conservative values. They are a principled company. They believe in the importance of hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, and good old traditional American values. It is the best small batch, fresh roasted coffee, all done in-house, premium grade green coffee beans grown at the right time, at the right altitude, correct time of year, 
best soil, harvested at just the right time. They work with local co-ops and farmers that grow high-quality coffee, and they adopt a strict adherence to small-batch roasting their coffee. Roasted, packed, and shipped, lightning speed, usually 24 to 48 hours. That means you get the beans just days after they were roasted. That is fresh roast delivered right to your door. And like I said, the owner of this company cares about two things, the good old U.S. of A. and our conservative family values and making a damn good cup of coffee. Use our link now. It's in the show notes, our top link there. You will get an incredible deal on this amazing coffee. And you can also use our promo code, which we have updated for you. Use promo code J20, J-A-Y-20 at checkout, and you will get 20% off your first order. J20 at checkout for 20% off your first order from this amazing American company, Blackout Coffee. Please do help to support them. Not only are you, of course, supporting the show, but you're supporting a company that really does care about America and conservative values. We love these guys. All right. Uh, Phones in schools. We're going to talk about that in just a bit. Before we do, just a quick point of personal privilege, please. Over here is a follow button. I'm on, I think I got 77 followers, something like that. I know, it's, it's like hardly, it's not that much. Don't get me wrong, I love every one of you guys. But if you could just take a moment, I'm dying to get to 100. We can do it, won't take that much. I get hundreds of views on every show, so if every one of you just took a second to click that follow button right there, it doesn't take any time, costs nothing, absolutely free. We don't spam your inbox or anything. So if you just hit that button right there, follow button, get me over 100, I would be so pleased. It would really, it would just do my my old man heart wonders, if you wouldn't mind. So give it a shot, would you? All right, cell phones in school. Good idea, bad idea. I vote bad idea. Ohio is doing something about it. I love this. This is going to drive the kids nuts. You can just hear them screaming in the background. Ohio District High Schools are going to lock up student phones all day. They've had problems with the kids using the phones to stage fights, bullying. It affects their productivity. And they finally said, that's it. Enough. Phones are out of here. I love this. Akron Public Schools, Akron, Ohio, decided the district will expand a policy that locks students' cell phones away during the duration of the school day. Pilot program garnered overwhelmingly positive response. The Akron Board of Education, finally doing something right, approved funding for the Yonder program, Y-O-N-D-R, and the name of a company that produces magnetically locked cell phone cases, often used in comedy clubs and other private venues. Um, according to ABC News in Cleveland, educators grown weary of the problems that arise from excessive cell phone use in Akron schools. Fake Social media threats have kept us very busy chasing nonsense. That's according to the director of security for the school district, Don Zeiger. He said staging fights and filming fist fights were a big problem for us. And then social media, bullying, things that happen throughout the day. The president of the Education Association in Akron said the students would even use their phones to coordinate and let non-students in the building. See where that might be a problem? Hmm? Hmm. We'd seen this in the past. Students arranged to meet outside people at various doors and let them in the building. Wow. Frightening. So, now, you come to school, your phone gets dumped in a bag, And that's where it sits, magnetically locked, can't be accessed. No, it's like a a Faraday cage for your phone, basically. It's like a skiff, (laughs) a mini skiff for your phone. And uh, I love, I absolutely love 
this idea. And I can, what makes me happiest of all is I can hear the little kids, the little kids, the, the semi-young adults who act like little kids screaming and yelling about, I can't live without my phone. Suffer. There's another word to that phrase, but I'll leave it off for now. <laughs> Suffer. All right. Anheuser-Busch is back in the headlines, and you aren't going to believe this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, blackout coffee break. Anheuser-Busch's CEO, who, if he is the one who approved this last few months' worth of marketing ideas, suggests to me that this guy or girl, a gal, uh, it's a guy, Brendan Whitworth, not the sharpest tool in the shed, apparently. He managed to become the CEO somehow and kept his job somehow, at least for now. But he has suggested that Anheuser-Busch is almost as iconic as the American flag. One degree of separation away. I am not kidding. Just yesterday, during an interview, Anheuser-Busch CEO Brendan Whitworth made the claim about the iconic stature of his company, hinting that it's one degree of separation away from the American flag. Um, hello, McFly. He is a former U.S. Marine, CIA employee, thank you for your service, but you're an idiot, discussing his transition from Nash... Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. What did I just read? Okay, former Marine. Fine. Former CIA employee? And now is the CEO of Anheuser-Busch? What? He provided insight in his uh, unusual career trajectory from the CIA to Anheuser-Busch, affirmed his continued devotion to serving the nation through his role at the brewery. <laughs> yeah, you might want to start with your marketing department, pal, because they ain't cutting it. He said, quote, you know, I thought the highest calling anyone can have is serving the country. But for personal reasons, I made the decision to move into business. Prior to joining Anheuser-Busch, he spent several years working for PepsiCo. He's been in Anheuser-Busch for 10 years, held the position of CEO for the last two years. He says, I love this job and I love the company. And it really is, as I mentioned, an American institution. Well, I hate to tell you, Brendan, but not so much anymore since you let your marketing department basically take your company and throw it in the crapper, which is exactly where it is and apparently exactly where it's going to stay for a long time to come. Because you just won't learn. <laughs> All right, before we get to our next story which has to do with hackers and stealing your information, I cannot think of a better time to tell you about the absolute best and easiest VPN out there. And it's one that is a sponsor of our show. And they do an incredible job. And they offer you an incredible deal. NordVPN is the name of the game. Your online privacy, your security online, more important than ever <clears throat> these days. Uh, the perfect solution for protecting your privacy and security, NordVPN. You can browse the web securely, privately, without worrying about hackers, snoopers. Do you know that even, look at this, check out these plans. Wow, 63% off. Do you know that even your ISP, the folks, the company you get your internet service from are likely spying on you, keeping all your information, what websites you visit, 
and they will sell it to the highest bidder. You don't want that. They have military-grade encryption technology. It ensures your data is safe and confidential, prevented from prying eyes of your own government, your own ISP, hackers, snoopers. They're out there. NordVPN is simple to use, too. You just fire up the app. You push one button. Boom. That's it. You are protected. And with NordVPN, you can connect up to six devices, which means your family, friends, all their devices with a single NordVPN account can be protected. NordVPN user-friendly interface, like I said, just fire up the app, click one button, and you are protected. Why risk your online security and freedom, folks? Choose NordVPN. Enjoy the internet without limitations. Sign up today. Take advantage of our limited time offer from the Jay Sheldon Show. The link is in our show notes down there, so expand the show notes down. Look for NordVPN. Click on that link, and it will get you 63% off NordVPN. 63%. That's a lot. All right. Check it out. NordVPN. Give them a try. I promise you won't be disappointed because this company does a great job. All right. You ready for it? Talking about protecting your privacy. It happens every single day, and this is no different. Take a, I didn't intend for this to happen, but here it is. Hackers, what were we just talking about? Hackers steal the personal data of more than 8,000 American Southwest Airlines pilot applicants. <laughs> yeah. An American Airlines plane here pushing back from Dallas-Fort Worth. Hackers were able to steal the personal data of thousands of individuals who have applied to become pilots with American Airlines and Southwest Airlines. They confirmed June 23rd, just not long ago at all, six days ago, um, letters to customers. The data leak was caused by the hack uh, of a third-party vendor known as Pilot Credentials recruitment company that handles job applications, pilots, other air industry professionals. Both companies, American and Southwest, learned of the security incident May 3rd, although the unidentified hacker was initially able to gain access to the personal data days earlier, around April 30th, according to the airline. According to breach notifications filed with the Maine Attorney General's office, more than 8,000 pilot and cadet applicants had personal information they provided during the hiring process compromised during the incident. Information like their names, birth dates, social security numbers, driver's license numbers, airman certificate numbers, passport numbers, ID, all that information sucked out and now likely for sales somewhere on the dark web or the regular web, but it's out there. Like I said, uh, probably not a coincidence. I just told you about NordVPN and how important that was. It's not the only place either. California just got hit too. This from John Sullivan's site, Just the News. The nation's two biggest public pensions funds both in California, have been hit by a massive security breach. Personal information for retirees, public agencies, school districts, retirees of the judges' retirement system, and the legislature's retirement system, all were accessed. Unbelievable. Hackers got in, took all that personal information, just like we were just talking about with the airline pilots, for the state, public agencies, school district, judges, and legislators. Again, hackers breaking in, stealing information. Don't think it can't happen to you. Not only can it, there's a really good chance it will. Not maybe. If you're not protected, 
we're in serious trouble. All right, we got to cover this because it's been in the news. I usually don't cover the stuff that's at the top of the news cycle because everybody else is covering it. But I at least wanted to bring you up to date because, you know, some people don't have time. This is my job. I go through the news and I check out the headlines and I see what's interesting and what we want to talk about, what's affecting us and our conservative values and the world we live in. And this left-wing moron nutcases who keep doing their best to destroy everything we stand for and all that's right and good with the world. Well, there you go. The IRS whistleblower says Hunter Biden got $8.3 million from overseas deals. That's not the story. Okay, it is the story. But the last line of this headline is the big story. He said the IRS agents were not allowed to ask questions. According to Shapley, the whistleblower, we weren't allowed to ask about the big guy. There he is. IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley on Tuesday, just two days ago, said Hunter Biden received $8.3 million from overseas business dealings between 2014 and 2019 when his father Joe Biden was vice president under Barack Obama 28, 20, uh, 2008 to 2016. And a senator before that, of course, Biden repeatedly said, I have no knowledge of my son's business affairs in Ukraine and China. Hmm. You know how you can tell if he's lying? His lips are moving. We weren't allowed to ask about that, the whistleblower for the IRS told Fox. We weren't allowed to ask about the big guy. We weren't allowed to include certain names in document requests and search warrants. So we were precluded from following that line of questioning. Still think they're not all in bed together? Yeah. Good luck with that. They're going to get you one way or the other. One way or another. I'm going to get you. Who is that? I'm going to get you, get you, get you. I, I want to say Blondie. Might be Blondie. Right? Put it in the chat. I, I forget. I think it's Blondie. Okay. <coughs> uh, children. I can't get off this subject because I refuse to stop talking about it until something gets done about it, something major, and nothing really is being done about it. And yet, here we are at the end of what used to be known as Pride Month. Now it's just Sexual Exploitation Month. And this story pops from the Daily Signal. Folks, there is a particular group of people that I always donate to. I have donated to them for a very long time. I support them. I do everything I can. I'm in the film television business, so we've produced videos for different groups for the Down Syndrome folks. I have a very, very special place in my heart. I mean, there are lots of other people that do and, and get support and all, but for some reason in particular... People with Down syndrome have, my whole life, have just had, a, I, I don't, nobody in my family is affected by Down syndrome that I'm aware of, in even my extended family. But for some reason, the Down syndrome folks uh, just have a special place in my heart. And anything you can do to help support your local Down syndrome support groups, please do that. This disgusts me. Take a look at this headline, Exploitation of Vulnerable People, A drag troupe, group of drag performers, accused of sexualizing people with Down syndrome. There you go. Take a look. This is disgusting. Advocates have long fought for people with Down syndrome to be treated with dignity and love, given opportunities to help them thrive as independently as possible. But in the UK... One group has sparked global outrage, as well they should, for costuming, choreographing, and celebrating drag syndrome, they called it. These freaking people are disgusting. A troop of people with Down syndrome dancing in drag in the name of expression. Drag syndrome 
is a production of the dance choreography group Culture Device, described as a drag collective featuring highly addictive queens and kings with Down syndrome. Its patron, Robert Wyatt, and its creative director is Daniel Vase. Sometimes drag is an idea that you want to communicate, claims Vase in his hotly criticized mini-documentary put out by Mashable. It's titled Born to Dance with an Extra Chromosome. The mini-doc documentary shows several people with Down syndrome putting on dresses, applying makeup, and then dancing on stage amidst the screams of the audience. Now, if you did not know, a baby born with Down syndrome has an extra chromosome that changes how that baby develops, both physically and mentally. Most children with Down syndrome hit a developmental stage a lot later than their peers, like uh, learning to walk, learning to talk. A lot of people with Down syndrome need both medical and family support as adults. Some people with Down syndrome may take college classes, many hold jobs, lead as relatively normal a life as possible. Um, advances in medicine have also increased the expected lifespan of a person with Down syndrome from 25 years in 1980 to 65 years now here in 2023. But these people who are basically using these folks for publicity are disgusting. He claims he wants individuals with Down syndrome to be able to express themselves. But his drag troupe has sparked concerns the performers, many of whom dance under sexual names, are being exploited. You're damn right. Drag syndrome denies these claims. Of course they do. Unbelievable. You know, I, I really don't even want to give this moron any more publicity. Know that it's happening. Know that it's disgusting. And if you're in the UK, don't go to these shows and in fact expose them for the disgusting people that they are, exploiting these folks. It's beyond the pale. It is absolutely. The, the, the article is in our show notes if you want to read it. I don't really want to spend a whole lot of more time on it. I wanted to at least let you know it was there. It was happening. So you can do something about it. Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable, these people and what they will do to exploit first children and now folks with Down syndrome. It needs to stop. It needs to stop. You in California? You want to get out? You're not alone. Take a look at this from the Daily Signal. Two thirds, two thirds of Californians say they're considering leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> from Dan Hart. Man, a new poll has revealed that two thirds of California residents have considered moving out of the state. Can't say as I blame them. The survey highlights mounting frustrations Californians are feeling over their state's ridiculous, idiotic, left-wing, crazy nutcase policies related to escalating living costs, rising crime, increased political polarization, parental rights concerns, a lot of those these days. The survey found 40% of the state's residents say they are somewhat or very serious about leaving. 40%. Another 24% said they're thinking about it. Not too seriously, but they are considering it. That's 64%. Crime in the state risen in recent years. Whole Foods announced it was closing its flagship store downtown in San Francisco in order to ensure the safety of its employees. 23% increase in property crimes from 2022 to 20, uh, 2020 to 2022 in just two years. 23% increase. Particularly concerning for parents in California are a series of bills, some have already passed and some are moving forward, in the state legislature that are aimed at rolling back parental rights in regards to your children, to their children. 
It is beyond me. Read the details. Check it out. It's from the Daily Signal. But take a look. People have finally had enough. It may finally have gotten bad enough. Two-thirds of Californians say they are considering bye-bye leaving the state. Good on you. Go. Please do. But wherever you move to, don't take your liberal crap and bring it here. Yeah, please, promise. Okay. All right, this is from Red State. It's funny. And the head, it's from Ward Clark. It was just published a couple of days ago, <laughs> but it's a great article. It's saying, I'm not saying it's aliens, but dot, dot, dot. Are aliens visiting Earth? A lot of science fiction, of course. A lot of weekly world news type publications. But now, the UFO crowd has a United States senator buying in. More whistleblowers in the Pentagon to come forward with first-hand knowledge of secret UFO crash retrieval programs. And U.S. Senator Marco Rubio has revealed that information. The Republican Florida senator said officials with very high clearances who have occupied high positions within our government have come forward with first-hand knowledge or first-hand claims of top-secret government programs. Ex-Air Force officer David Crush made worldwide news, of course, earlier this month, claiming the aircraft, we had recovered aircraft and bodies and live aliens, Crush note the beings were cautiously described as non-human intelligences by insiders. Rubio, the senator, he's a senator. You know Rubio. He said some of the witnesses who spoke with the Senate Intelligence Committee, where Rubio is vice chairman, were likely some of the same individuals referred to by Grunch. Uh-huh. Now, the writer says, to say I'm skeptical is the grossest of understatements. UFO claims always seem to turn out to be something else. And in the stories of Bat Boy aside, <clears throat> there's just not any real evidence, just a lot of talk at the moment. Um, likewise skeptical that given the hundreds of thousands of people who would have had to have been in on the cover-up, not one of them has come forward with some piece of an alien ship or some tissue sample or parts of a ship, even an ambiguous, verifiable video or photograph. The issue got a boost from Harvard's Dr. Avi Loeb, who made the case that an actual verified interstellar object was in fact an alien probe. He wrote a book on that topic, Extraterrestrial, The First Sign of Intelligent Life Beyond Earth. Not very convincing book, but there you go. So it continues to be in the news. Is it aliens? Could be. I honestly, I hope so. I really do. It better not just be yet another distraction to stop us from talking about things like mm, Hunter Biden, uh, the sad excuse we have for a president at the moment in rotting bag of flesh Joe Biden. Anyway, all right, time to move on to our book. <laughs> in the past, we have always read children's classic literature, The Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, uh, The Jungle Book, The Little Prince. We've done a ton of great books on this show. And now we are doing George Orwell's 1984. A little different than our usual children's classic literature. But we're living in 1984 times, my friends. We absolutely are. And so I thought, what a better thing to read than 1984. If you've never actually heard or read the book before, I encourage you to go pick up a copy and read it because it is so prophetic, it's scary. We've been reading a little bit of a chapter every time, going chron uh, chronologically right through the book. Till we get to the end, we'll move on to something else. So right now, we will continue on 
with George Orwell's 1984. We're up to chapter 17. Winston was gelatinous with fatigue. Gelatinous was the right word. It had come into his head spontaneously. His body seemed to have not only the weakness of a jelly, but its translucency. He felt if he held up his hand, he'd be able to see the light through it. All the blood, lymph, been drained out of him by an enormous debauch of work, leaving only a frail structure of nerve, bones, and skin. All sensations seemed to be magnified. His overalls fretted his shoulders, the pavement tickled his feet. Even the opening and closing of a hand was an effort that made his joints creak. He'd worked more than ninety hours in five days. So had everyone else in the ministry, and now it was all over, and he had literally nothing to do. No party work of any description until tomorrow morning. He could spend six hours in the hiding place and another nine in his own bed. Slowly, mid-afternoon sunshine, he walked up a dingy street in the direction of Mr. Charrington's shop, leaving one eye open for the patrols, but irrationally convinced that this afternoon there was no danger of anyone interfering with him. The heavy briefcase that he was carrying bumped against his knee at each step, sending a tingling sensation up and down the skin of his leg. Inside it was the book, which he now had in his possession for six days, and had not yet opened, nor even looked at. On the sixth day of hate week, after the processions, the speeches, the shouting, the singing, the banners, the posters, the film, the waxworks, the rolling of drums and squealing of trumpets, the tramp of marching feet, the grinding of the caterpillars of tanks, the roar of massed planes, the booming of guns. After six days of this, when the great orgasm was quivering to its climax and the general hatred of Eurasia had boiled up into such delirium that if the crowd could have gotten their hands on the 2,000 Eurasian war criminals who would be publicly hanged on the last day of the proceedings, they would have unquestionably torn them to pieces. At just this moment, it had been announced that Oceania was not, after all, at war with Eurasia. Oceania was at war with East Asia, and Eurasia was actually an ally. There was, of course, no admission any change had taken place. Merely it became known with extreme suddenness and everywhere at once that East Asia, and not Eurasia, was the enemy. Winston was taking part in a demonstration in one of the central London squares at the moment when it happened. It was night. White faces, scarlet banners were luridly floodlit. The square was packed with several thousand people, including a block of about a thousand schoolchildren in the uniform of the spies. On a scarlet-draped platform, an orator of the inner party a small, lean man with disproportionately long arms and a large, bald skull over which a few lank locks struggled. There was haranguing the crowd, a little rumpelstiltskin figure contorted with hate. He gripped the neck of the microphone with one hand while the other, enormous at the end of a bony arm, clawed the air menacingly above his head. His voice, made metallic by the amplifiers, boomed forth in an endless catalogue of atrocities, massacres, desportations, lootings, rapings, tortures of prisoners, bombing of civilians, lying propaganda, unjust aggressions, broken treaties. It was almost impossible to listen to him without being first convinced and then maddened. At every few moments, the fury of the crowd boiled over 
the voice of the speaker drowned out by a wild beast-like roar that rose uncontrollably from thousands of throats. The most savage yells of all came from the school children. The speech had been proceeding for perhaps twenty minutes when a messenger hurried onto the platform and a scrap of paper was slipped into the speaker's hand. He unrolled and read it without pausing his speech. Nothing altered in his voice or manner or in the content of what he was saying. But suddenly, the names were different. Without words said, a wave of understanding rippled through the crowd. Oceania was at war with East Asia. The next moment, there was a tremendous commotion. The banners and posters with which the square was decorated were all wrong. Quite half of them had the wrong faces on them. It was sabotage. The agents of Goldstein had been at work. There was a riotous interlude while posters were ripped from the walls. Banners torn to shreds and trampled underfoot. The spies performed prodigies of activity in clambering over the rooftops, cutting the streamers that fluttered from the chimneys. But within two or three minutes, it was all over. The orator, still gripping the neck of the microphone, his shoulders hunched forward, his free hand clawing at the air, had gone straight on with his speech. One minute more, and the feral roars of rage were again bursting from the crowd. The hate continued exactly as before, except the target had been changed. <laughs> Frightening, huh? How things change. All right, that's going to be where we'll pause for tonight. We'll pick this up again tomorrow for the Friday edition. Hey, please don't forget, I am on a quest to get to over 100 followers. I know it's a small number for, you know, some of these big guys, but to me, it means a lot. So right over here is a follow button, absolutely free, costs you nothing. Just click that follow button. Thank you so much for doing that. We really, really do appreciate it. Check out all of our great sponsors in our show notes. Get yourself a great deal. And I will see you again tomorrow. Snort. <laughs>